Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Brewers. I'm Emily. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that brings you the stories behind your favorite beer. If you aren't doing this already, please follow us on social media at Brewroots on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you haven't done this already, please rate and subscribe and give us a five-star rating because really, it helps us more than you could ever imagine. All right, guys. How are you doing this week, Matt? Oh, we're back. We're reunited, Emily, once again. Yes, I was on a trip to New York for the past, I think, eight days. And I was on a trip through the Alps, and uh, it was crazy. Crazy town. And I'm definitely sure that I caught some kind of, like, cold from being on the subway. So that's why my voice sounds a little special today. I thought you were just doing your best New York accent. It's a little sniffly. No, you sound (laughs) cool. You sound cool. People will be like, wow, she sounds so cool. Yeah. But uh, I think we look pretty cool thanks to this week's episode giveaway. Yeah, so Shirts on Tap helped us out this week. Uh, they are a shirt subscription service. Essentially, you pay 18 bucks a month, and they will send you a custom kit that is designed for you, whether you're a man or a woman or whatever size you want. Mm-hmm. And you can choose different breweries or different areas of the country that you want a t-shirt from. And you get those in the mail every month. But with Brew Roots, because you're such amazing listeners, we have a discount code for you. So if you use the code Brew Roots, your first box is $5. Yeah, that's $5 for a kick-ass shirt. My shirt is incredible. It looks like the Purple Rain um, album. And it's Pariah Brewing Company out of San Diego, California. I'm obsessed with this shirt. And... I'm a little jealous of your shirt, Emily, I'm going to say. Yeah, mine is awesome. It is from Fiction Brewing, and it's like a picture of the Mad Hatter. So they must know me well, Yeah, I love the Mad Hatter. Yeah, so it has been a good week for Brew Roots. Uh, make sure that you use that promo code, though, because we want to see what shirts you guys get so we can be even more jealous. Yeah. But before, my hair feels amazing as well mm-hmm. because of our friend's brew craft beer shampoo yeah and this is not even sponsored by them this is just us saying that this is like the coolest thing we've seen in a long time it is essentially a shampoo and conditioner series that uses craft beer uh in the shampoo it uses barley protein and caffeine to wake up your hair follicles and i mean this is hilarious too because my mom actually told me about this trick she and her friends in college used to put beer in their hair and it made it shinier and thicker and it was kind of like a hair mask. So now you can just get that in your shampoo. So they're just called Brew, B-R-O-O. Yeah. And they sent us some shampoo and we got to try it. So it yeah. smells really good too. It doesn't smell like beer. No, it's awesome. I have a mint, I have like a mint scented one and I think this one's like what, lemon or? This one's citrus cream. Yeah, citrus. Yeah, it smells really nice. Awesome. All right. So let's get on to the episode. We did the kind of the, the business stuff first, but <laughs> what's on tap this week, Emily? What's on tap? Well, first I have a beer fact. All right. So, did you know, Matt, that you can get beer that is brewed with bananas? No. Yeah, I've had banana flavored beer with definitely, it definitely had some kind of artificial banana flavor in it, but apparently there are two companies doing this that I know of where it's beer that is literally made with a malt based from bananas. Um, why is that? Because bananas are plentiful and they ferment really easily. So I was thinking about when we did our pumpkin episode and we found out that people were actually brewing beer with actual pumpkins as the base. 
Um, so same deal with bananas. So there are two companies doing it. There's one uh, importer out of the Netherlands called Mongozo, and they just do a banana beer. It's like, it's literally just called banana. And banana. then there's a Tanzania-based company called Banana Investments, and they make a beer called Raha. If any of our listeners are in the Tanzania and where's the other location? Well, it's pretty much available all over Africa. Yeah. Send us some beer. From what I read. And I guess this um, Netherlands importer as well. So maybe you can get it over in Europe. But apparently it tastes really good and it's it's kind of a different flavor to it. But um, I'd be really interested to try that. Mm-hmm. So last week, my half-assed beer fact is actually kind of true. So a lot of people think that uh, the pilgrims drank wine during the first uh, Thanksgiving. And if you didn't know, this is uh, our episode is Brewer's Guide to Thanksgiving. Right. So we're going to go over kind of what to eat and drink during Thanksgiving. And I'm gonna, this is my beer history today. So um, it is a common misconception that the, the pilgrims drank wine during the first Thanksgiving. They actually drank beer. Uh, while wine was like available <laughs> widely in Europe, um, it didn't it didn't travel well. So they had to obviously go across the Atlantic Ocean, um, and by the time they ran to colonial America, the wine would have soured, hmm. been crap. So uh, they traveled with barrels and barrels and barrels of beer because it's cleaner than than wine. The water. Oh, let's talk about that. I was Come like, on, what? Emily. <laughs> um, do you know where the settlers are actually supposed to settle? No. So, Plymouth Rock is the ultimate settling place of the Mayflower transport, but it was originally supposed to stop in Virginia. And the reason they didn't is because somebody, somebody on the May, on the Mayflower said, "Hey, we are gonna run back, run out of beer for the trip back, and we don't want to be without beer for the trip back. So we're gonna go to, we're gonna go to Plymouth. Just head straight over. So just head straight over. Don't go south. Um. So essentially, what happened was the captain of the Mayflower was like, "Hey, good luck." get the hell out of here enjoy the new land <laughs> peace Ma- peace right <laughs> so uh, but the pilgrims they didn't have any like products so they were on their own not really knowing how to make beer so they had to use things because uh, there wasn't any barley around they had to use things like pumpkin. like pumpkins yeah yeah so uh it kind of goes full circle to a lot of our our um episodes so what the pilgrims really drank at the first thanksgiving was fermented apple juice which we call hard cider and uh and beer pumpkin beer hmm. very cool yeah and speaking of thanksgiving it's tomorrow what are you doing what's your plan oh my gosh well so typically as many of you guys know i teach marching band we will not be performing because it is going to be historic colds like it is going to be 12 degrees up here in massachusetts Ooh. well lucky yes. you then yes so i will be home and i'm going to be drinking a lot of local beer um I just kind of talked with our friends at Jack's Abbey, and I said I will do the beer, the beer tasting, the pairings that you guys suggested with your beers, and give my honest opinion of them. So that will actually be featured on Jack's Abbey's Instagram next week. Nice. Fingers crossed. I mean, they say this. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but but like, who do you eat with? What what is your favorite thing to eat at dinner? Yeah. So it's just my family, immediate family, brother, sister, grandma, aunts, um, uncle, whatever come over <laughs> whatever no There's no food. it's just I, my parents are very much of like if anyone needs to come over for thanksgiving it's like a rotating door so we've that's had, cool we've had friends family loved ones hated ones you know that's true <laughs> whoever I mean, comes in whoever comes in 
uh i'm italian so my parents make way too freaking much uh, love it we are doing something a little bit different uh my brother not being a huge fan of turkey but being an awesome cook said Richie. yeah he said mom uh to my mom he was like i want to make fried chicken oh i like that it's probably gonna be good yeah so they're gonna they're we're deep frying a turkey and fried chicken we also do that. We will usually roast one turkey and deep fry the other. We almost always do two turkeys yeah. in my family every year because we want to have a lot of leftovers and we also have a lot of dogs and we let them eat the turkey too. For a number of years, we were actually smoking a turkey. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Uh, I think that's the best way to prepare a turkey. I'm sure we'll get DMs being like, you're an idiot roasting turkeys the best, but there's so many hum- ways humble to do opinion, it. Yeah, yeah. There's so many ways to do it. Uh, I actually prefer to boil my turkey. No. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, I'm not really there for the turkeys. I'm there for the sides. And I know yeah. a lot of people say they're there for the sides. So, What's your favorite side? Um, my my mom makes this amazing um, sweet potato with bananas, funny enough. Wow. Yeah. And it, they caramelize and there's like maple syrup in it. It's that sounds so, good. so good. And walnuts. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. We do. So everybody like rags on me for this, but we do a green bean casserole. Oh, that was and my second. For sec- some reason, s- it I, it's just so good. Yeah, I love green bean casserole. And then this year, my mom's doing roasted Brussels sprouts, which everybody loves because you put like them, you dip them in your mashed potatoes. And mm. I did the mashed potatoes last year, I think. And I used like Parmigiano Reggiano in them. Like I always put a little bit of cheese and oh my God, it's just fabulous. But I think my absolute favorite is the stuffing like that comes out of the bird Ooh, you do it in the bird interesting we do two different kinds so actually i think this year we might have we usually do like a gluten-free one because a lot of people in my family are Mm gluten-free and so that'll be like with cornbread or something and then we'll do the in the bird one um and other years we've just done like two variations like a bread one and a gluten-free one excellent all right praying for the in the bird stuff this year though i've never had in the bird interesting oh my god it's so rich it's delicious yum all right, so let's talk about Brewer's Guide to Thanksgiving. So we kind of gave you the history of Thanksgiving. Now we're going to talk about what we are eating and drinking. Yeah, so do you guys do hors d'oeuvres at your house? We do. So what would you, like, what are the hors d'oeuvres that you guys might put out? Charcuterie. Oh, love believe it. Believe it or not. Yeah, so we do charcuterie and we do a lot of dips. Very from Italian. A, from a local <laughs> um, tender crop farm, which is really close to mine and Emily's house, so... We get a lot of the local dips there. There's an amazing bean dip, an amazing uh, blueberry dip, apple dip. So mm. those with some various crackers, pretzels, and a charcuterie board. So what would you drink with that? Oh, so I'd, I would start um, pretty light at that point. Um, and I'd have like a light lager. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I probably would have, uh, I don't know, just just a light lager. I don't know. Yeah, some kind of maybe cerveza or something. Yeah, actually, you know what? Cerveza from True North would probably be the perfect beer. So anything like that. That's cool. We do, so at my place, we do a lot of like small bites. So we do nuts and pickles, and then we do a baked brie with crackers and different kinds of jams. And then I think we also do a little bit of charcuterie. And sometimes like people will just bring over things. Like last year, I brought over these goat cheese and caramelized onion bites that I made that i just use like phyllo dough and stuff so we're just talking a lot of like sweet stuff and cheese so i feel like i would probably go with something a little on the lighter side as well but last year what i actually ended up doing was drinking citizen cider Yum. with my hors d'oeuvres and it was 
it was like a lemon the lemon ginger one i think it's called the dirty mayor yep i know yeah so that was what we went with for hors d'oeuvre time and then with my dinner i think i actually ended up doing their hopped version of their cider and i can't remember what the name of that one is but it was a lot of hard cider and we just kind of moved from like light and lemony to a little bit deeper flavor Mm. and hops yeah sometimes we do a corn fritter and it's awesome uh just imagine a big doughy ball with corn in it and then a a raspberry like a raspberry like glaze on it that sounds good yeah we're talking more about food but i would probably with that if we had it would be um like a raspberry sour yeah or milkshake ipa from mystic the raspberry milkshake ipa from mystic would probably be yeah something a little like sweeter not too bitter Mm. yeah for sure i like that and what do you so you know, you've got your dinner, you've got a massive helping of like turkey and all your sides. What would you pair best with that? Um, so I would say stuffing. You're definitely going to want uh, something to contrast that kind of like, I don't know, stuffing's not like a overwhelming like majority. It's not a ton of flavor in it. It's, it's just, just kind of like a little bit of this, a little bit of pepper, salt, you know. like maybe some parsley. Um, I actually was reading a little bit about this. Like what would you, because you kind of have to pick one thing that you're going to pair. Mm-hmm. So whether your favorite thing is the Brussels sprouts and you're going to get like a massive helping of that and maybe just a little bit of turkey or yep. you're going to heap on the mashed potatoes and that's going to be your main event. I obviously like I just grab a ton of turkey and I get a ton of the other side. So I was like, what do I pair with turkey? So a lot of different beer bloggers were recommending an amber ale with beer with turkey because an amber ale has kind of mild flavors to it so it's not going to be overwhelming and the mouthfeel is really nice for a really fatty dish like your thanksgiving dinner so i would recommend the modern times it's called blazing world okay and then treehouse does one called ma 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 and then they also said a couple of other types you could do would be like an oktoberfest lager so like the sam adams that's a classic or a brown ale because um, all of those are just going to be like nice and mild, but complementing all of the different flavors and the spices that you're getting from your meal. Yeah. So if I was to do probably that, I'd probably do the the brown ale mm-hmm. and I'd do um, Old Brown Dog yeah. by Smutty Nose. And, and just to keep it in the vein of like local New England style for, for us. And I also read that Alesmith's Nut Brown Ale is a good one. That one might be yeah. more widely available. Um, but I would actually, I would probably go with the Amber Ale. There's so many good ones out there. Oh, yeah. I know that Troig's Brothers does a really good one. Um, and I would definitely like to try the Treehouse one. I'm not sure if that's... That's probably a little bit harder to get. It's probably flying off the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> what about dessert? So what do you guys do for dessert? Uh, so we do pumpkin pie, squash pie. And it is typically... Squash pie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever had that. I don't know what the difference is. They basically... It all has that like allspice, you know, like flavoring. Yep. It's a little consistency different. Because a pumpkin is a squash? Am yeah. I right? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it's like the same thing. Maybe my parents just call it the same thing. Maybe. Is one of them like a sweet potato? No. No? No. I mean, I think I've heard of squash uh, pie. but DM us if you know the difference <laughs> between pumpkin and squash pie because obviously I don't. Maybe you use butternut squash for <laughs> yeah. a squash pie. I have no clue. Um, so it's typically, and this is not for anyone to say like happy birthday, but it is always around my birthday time. So we usually have a cake. Oh. So yeah, I have like the most weirdest. I I was so lucky growing up because I got presents during Thanksgiving, and none of my cousins or my brother or sister <laughs> got presents, so they were always pissed off. Like, awesome. what is this? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. 
that's great so for me it's always going to be like a porter or a stout yep. dessert um and there's so many good um dessert beers right now um it's really hard to even kind of name them like last night for example i had a uh, eo9 the, the coconut cluster. oh yes like that's that a great be, one that would be great um i mean i'm drinking a vanilla porter right now from oak island brewery out in texas thanks to uh nxt uh ntx underscore beer on instagram he sent us like beer as well like so anything yeah thank you um anything porter stout yeah and so is it a regular birthday cake just like years it's been cheesecake like cheesecake um in years it's been like a chocolate cake yeah i would probably put a nice like coffee porter if it depending on the cheesecake flavor but sounds good yeah coffee porters rule so we definitely go the pie route as well. We have pecan pie, pumpkin pie, and typically like a is it fruit pecan pie. or pecan? I say pecan. Okay. You say pecan. Yeah. Let's call the whole right. thing off. Yeah. Um, and I think usually my cousin will do something with berries, so like a blueberry pie, and and she'll make that homemade. And then I think we'll also just have like small bites, you know, like little cookies or biscotti or something. And then we we finish the whole thing off with some coffee. So I feel like a porter or a stout is a nice transition into that. And I'm trying to think of what I would have drank last year with my dessert. Um, I may have actually opted for wine last year, so not really appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> hey. But yeah, I, I agree with the Porter Stout. I think that the red wine would probably echo, you know, the flavor profiles that you're going to get from a darker beer as well, because it's just like a little bit richer and uh, it's got that nice bitterness to balance out the sweetness of your dessert. So love yeah. it. I, I mean, ultimately, Thanksgiving and the night before, it's a great opportunity to kind of go out and try different beers. Well, the night before might be a great opportunity to meet up with people you haven't seen. Yeah, go to your year. local bar, your brewery, and like yeah. have your you know unofficial high school reunion, which is what I'll be doing tonight. Yes, <laughs> but I know that a lot of a lot of breweries are doing some really really cool things this evening. Yeah, Riverwalk is doing an event tonight. That's in Newburyport. Yep. Um, Newburyport Brewing Company is doing one. True North. They're all. I mean, I they're think it's all, smart. Yeah, it's it's great because a lot of those places, like honestly, they're open till ten and maybe because you're like a little bit younger than me like you can rally a little bit longer but like i'm in bed by 10 yeah and especially if you're a parent and you want to like do a little something but you don't want to be like at a bar where there's going to be a bunch of kids my age (laughs) out there like making a ton of noise but you just want to like have a drink with your significant other and just kind of like hang out and be out of the house a little bit because you're about to be in the house with your whole family like (laughs) it can get a little overwhelming and it's also like a good opportunity to share your knowledge like your knowledge about beer as well not like not this evening but tomorrow right so any of our listeners you can be like oh i'm i'm drinking this beer and you can share like why you're drinking it or not even that it's like share beer with people be like introduce people to new stuff uh because you might have like that aunt or uncle or your parent sibling that's like i only like the domestic yellow fizzy products and i'm guaranteeing if you were to bring like a really good beer they'd appreciate it unless you're in my family because they're all gluten-free hey <laughs> there are some good gluten-free <laughs> everyone's be- either gluten-free awesome. or they just don't drink, drink. Yep. so it's usually ends up being me and my cousin um <laughs> that we we just pound them yeah you know so at least i will be going out to the store today to go get something for him and myself to yeah. enjoy 
Um, cause there's at least, well, maybe my brother too. Cool. Yeah. And I have a question for you. Oh man. You have to answer this quickly. Yes. When you eat your leftovers, do you pile it on a plate or do you make a sandwich? A sandwich. Oh. Always a sandwich. Sour this, see, this is why we're good hosts together because we balance each other out. We're different. You, know? you don't do it on a sandwich? I don't. I just, I make another plate cause I want, I don't want Thanksgiving to be over mm. and I just put it all in the same place the way that I did the day before interesting and i'm always that person when we're packing up leftovers to be like hey make sure that we get the most of the green bean casserole yeah i don't know why everyone thinks i'm gross but i love it is there one dish from thanksgiving that you can do without that i could do without um mine is peas peas with the stupid little onions in them i'm sorry mom i'm sure you like oh we you know what we do those too um the little like what are they called you know the tiny onions. pearl onions pearl onions yeah we, we do something like that it's like it's just vegetables with pearl onions but honestly i don't think there's any dish that i could go without mm. that's a really good question but no i like it all especially the hors d'oeuvres i think that's my favorite part hors when you like pre-eat and you just get so full and then we usually so we'll usually start the dinner like we have everybody come around one o'clock and then we don't eat until we don't eat the dinner dinner until like four. So between one and four, we're just like eating hors d'oeuvres. We're like having some drinks. We're catching up. We're like, mm. maybe we'll watch a movie. And then by four o'clock, it's like turkeys are done and we're all like so ready to eat again. So yeah, we're excited to see your pictures on Instagram. Show us what you're pairing with your meals. And until next week. Yeah, we have a uh, special guest next week. Yeah channel marker brewing company out of beverly massachusetts it's gonna be our guest next week and uh really nice guys really awesome just on the verge of opening yes and oh yeah and congratulations to essex county brewing for an incredible uh opening last week uh they were so nice when we saw them big hugs and uh it was really great to see them and we ran into a couple of listeners which was even weirder yeah (laughs) I hate not getting I recognized. No, I don't. I, it's weird. I don't like being recognized. It's not. Not. It doesn't happen all the time. I'm not I would love inflated, it. I wish I'd like, been there. I would have been like, oh yes, yes. Yeah. That everyone. Is me. Everyone asked where you were. I was like, she's dead. I was in no, New York, kidding. wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, you were yeah. in New York. Yeah. And you did. You mentioned that there was some really good beer on tap too. There was. So I'm really excited there to was. go over there and try it because yeah. we tried their Judah a while ago yes. and it was like a plus good. Yes. So look out for a blog post recapping my visit to Essex County Brewing Company. And until next week, guys. Cheers. Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> oh, my God. Stay have safe. A, have a safe and safe turkey day. Yeah. And enjoy yourselves. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>